to work. So work was not some meaningless toil, but part of God's divine plan. And so God designed work by creating. When he was creating the earth, when he was coming up with everything, he was actually working. And then the amazing thing is that when we are being, when the Bible says that we are created in God's image, we have been created also to work like him, like God, to, be, to continue with a great assignment, not assignment, but responsibility that he began and he rested on the sixth day and the seventh day. He passed this work on to man. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And so most of the time we think that God created the earth and, and, and everything, everything was done. But if you, if, you, if you walk on the face of this earth, you will realize that every day new things are coming up. Every day man is creating something new. Man is developing something new. And we're going to understand um, from today's sermon uh, why it is important to be aware uh, of your responsibility as man or as a human being in the process of creation and partnering with God. And then the other topic that was discussed was the dignity of work. And so this is one of the things also that we are dealing with, especially our generation, that we are dealing with what kind of work should I do? I want to say, and I apologize if you're a parent, that we were made to believe that there are good jobs and bad jobs. We were made to believe that for Yokta, you should be a pilot, you should be, you know, all those, all those Good jobs. And so, whenever, so we grew up knowing that I'm, I'm studying hard to become a doctor. I'm studying hard to do this and that. And if you are not that, if you're not aiming for that, you are a failure. So we grew up knowing that there are good jobs and bad jobs. But I've come to realize, or you will observe in this generation that they are paid more than bankers. There are people who work in the salon and they are paid more than people who work in a white-collar job. But we were made to believe that that is not true. And so day by day we are coming to discover that you know what? God has gifted every one of us differently and somebody has to do something the streets of Nairobi, somebody has to clean those streets. Somebody has to do something that is happening on the face of this earth. And so when, when God made us to work, he ensured that every one of us has an assignment. And so God gives each person gifts in the form of skills and abilities to play his or her role in creativity, cultivation, and ultimately tending to the needs of the physical universe. So there is no room for looking down on anyone in their role as a worker. Don't look down on anyone. Also, don't look down on yourself. And so that is going to help us for those of us who are in the uh, seeking jobs. This book is going to help you to start understanding and thinking differently about work. So anyway... So those are the two things that were dealt with uh, past Sunday. Today we're looking at work as cultivation. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, it says, 
Guys, I'm rushing because time is not on my side. Eh? Dago has played many games. <laughs> so work as cultivation. Genesis 1.28, it says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So we see God blessing man. So after creation, God, God has, you know, you were when you were created, you were blessed to rule and to subdue and to increase. You were not cast. The creator of the face of this earth blessed you to do the things that you're supposed to do. We see things from this passage, human beings are expected to, to be fruitful, rule, and subdue. And I want to deal with subdue and then get to the part of uh, fruitful, which is also um, one of the same as cultivation. So the concept of subduing the earth has been misinterpreted to mean human beings have been given license to exploit. Because the Bible says to subdue and to rule. And many other times, because of sin, and by the way, guys, we need to realize that when God was giving this mandate, man had not yet fallen. But God does not, it does not mean that when man, man fell, that he took away that mandate, that he took away that responsibility from man. So the sinful nature of man has misinterpreted that subduing and ruling is exploiting the things of this earth. It is to misuse and corrupt. And even the nature of man, even, even, even the man who has not yet read this scripture, man in nature has, the, has developed the tendencies to do that. Of global warming, isn't it? Because man has, man has corrupted. Man has thought that now I can rule, I can misuse. And that is because now man fell later on after giving this mandate and it's in the sinful nature that is at work. So to subdue is not, is not to exploit. To subdue is not to corrupt. To subdue is not to rule over and become master over it. To subdue is stewardship or trusteeship of God's own earth which he has put under our care to cultivate. It is agreeing, accepting the fact that God has given us this thing, knowing that he is the master, knowing that he's the one in charge. And so it's being a good steward of God's own earth, which he has put under our care to cultivate it. So what is cultivation? There are two common meanings of cultivation. The first one is the action of cultivating land for anyone who is a farmer or has interacted with a farmer or anyone who has done biology or science in school, you will understand that the action of cultivating uh, land or the state of being cultivated. And then there's another meaning, meaning the process of trying to acquire or develop a quality or a skill, trying to cultivate something out of dago. Dago has cultivated his skills of, uh, <laughs> you know, Dago can speak Swahili, you'll be shocked. There's a time when my wedding and you're speaking, yeah, and I was like, is this guy, is this guy Kenya or Tanzania? 
So he has taken time to cultivate that in him. So he's realized not only do, will I work speaking, uh, doing MC uh, in English or in Sheng, because at times I'll go at events and I will need to speak fluent Swahili. So it's developing a skill within you. So that is what cultivation is. And God is looking for men and women who are going to cultivate the things that he has entrusted us with. And so it could not just be the things of this earth. I like what the author says that we are not being called to become, um, he's calling them what, um, game, park, you know, these people who, what are they called? People who maintain and try to maintain, um, to reserve to reserve a certain area so that nothing happens. People don't come and build there. People don't come and, uh, and come up with companies and, 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 and all those things that God has not called us, which is not what he's trying to say. He's using that as an example. Within our limits, within the things that God has given us, he has entrusted us with to make sure that everything thrives. Now, God, if God wanted to say, because he said, let there be man and there was man, and he created man, he created Eve, he created all those things. But at the same time, there are many things that didn't happen. And so he saw it fit that now I have created this individual in my own image, meaning that I have given him power, responsibility, and ability to create like me. So can he go forth and continue with the one was created? You will realize that. Man has continued to, be, to farm, to come up with crops. But if God wanted, let there be potatoes on the face of this earth, that man will enjoy potatoes and maize and all those things. He would have done that. But there's a reason why he chose not to. There's a reason why he chose not to say and to fill the earth. You know, sometimes people use that scripture badly and they say, when couples get married, they are told <laughs> to feel the earth. I mean, if God had really wanted to feel the earth with human beings, he would have done it. But he saw it fit. He wanted man to continue with his work, to, 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 to bring out the best on the face of this earth. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a quote there that says, work as cultivation is rearranging the raw material of God's creation in such a way that it helps the world in general and people in particular thrive and flourish. That's a quote by, by, by Tim Keller. Workers' cultivation is rearranging the raw material. Do you know the raw material? You know? Something that from, from scratch and choosing to work at it and to cultivate and to bring out the best in it. And this pattern is found in all, all kinds of works. All kinds of work. Can you imagine a farmer takes soil and seed and he produces food? Imagine a musician writing down and composing music. There are times you sit down and you listen to somebody singing or you listen to on radio. It's beautiful. Love, nice to listen to kind of music and you're left saying wow a tailor has made many of us 
to pay our loans are full of shops. And the owners of those shops are paying a lot of rent. <laughs> to do what? Just to display the work of a tailor. That a tailor saw it fit from raw material, came up, designed, and people are paying crazy amounts. And crazy is relevant. Huh? Crazy could be 500, could be 50K, could be whatever. But that is the work that God has called us to do. A teacher, can you imagine a teacher coming up, developing a curriculum, and then going to the process of even teaching an individual and ensuring that the society is full of informed boys and girls, men and women. Raw material. If God had wanted to ensure that the earth is full of educated people, he would have done that. If God had wanted that the face of this earth has thousands and thousands of recorded albums, just by saying, let there be recorded albums, he would have done that. If God had decided, let man get to wear the best of the best, and we just find them on the trees, you'll find a nice shirt on the tree and you just pull it down, God would have done that. But he saw it fit that we partner with him, we cultivate So that we are, we do work, we see work as cultivation. So that we are part and person of the creation process of filling the earth with the beautiful things that he had wanted the earth um, to be with. So work as service, and before I get there, so we are called to use our abilities to bring order out of chaos. In, a, in our sphere of influence. We are called to create value out of the resources at our disposal to develop something new and innovative. So the question I want to pose to you before I go to work as service is, what are you doing? What are you cultivating? Are you, have you been having the desire to write a book? Please do write the book. Have you been called to compose? Please go ahead. Have you been called to, to come up? You know, I, the other day noticed some, I saw a video of Caroline with another lady, and, and this lady just realized that um, in Kenya we don't have so many people who are in the business of farming um, grapes. I think it was grapes, red grapes, I think so. And she was actually just doing it in Dendero. And she just thought about it. She had gone to Dubai. She came back. She was like, what do I do with my life? And then she realized I need to do this. And she's been doing it. And, and every day God is, is depositing in us an idea. The, the problem is we have been conditioned to think that I must work in an office me to make money. These ideas, I will follow through after them when I have the millions that I've accumulated from working a white-collar job. Start from where you are. God is calling us to be, to partner to, to continue the process of creation. 
worker service, Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are God's, there are versions that says we are God's workmanship. We are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do, to do good works. And these good works God had prepared in advance for us to do. So worker service, and I think this is one, one, one topic that has been um, discussed, that has been preached a lot in churches, about looking at worker service, serving the Lord um, with, the, with the things that we do. And that is why we have ministries in the marketplace, and that is why we have people who are called... Um, what they're called tent makers, using your gift and talent to serve God in your, in your area of influence. But I just want to point out a few things and then I'll be done about worker service. So the only way to find meaning and purpose in what you do is through looking at work as service to God and man. God has equipped us with talents and gifts for various kinds of purpose, for building. How are you using your work, or how are you planning to use your business? Some of us are in the process of to, to register a business and to begin a business. Is it there just to make money? Or are you going to use it to serve God? The motivation of work should not be a means of self-promotion and self-glory. The motivation of work should not be a means of self-promotion and self-glory because that is enslavement and it has no fulfillment at all. We have witnessed, for those of us who have lived longer, they will attest that there are many people who have good, good jobs. Now, you know, I have to call many of the jobs good jobs. But they have no fulfillment in life. They are miserable. But you look at them and you look at what they're doing and you wonder, why will they be me? And, and you hear them saying, I'm trying to find meaning and fulfillment. I'm not fulfilled. Have you ever heard the statement of, I'm not fulfilled at my place of work? That's, by the way, that's a common statement these days. I'm not fulfilled, I'm not happy and everything. But you look at the person who is saying that they have a good, they have been paid well with many benefits and all those things. They are always traveling on the face of this earth and doing all the nice things that one would want to do. But they said, I have no fulfillment. And so what do, I, what do you want to do? I want to go back to my community and teach the children in kindergarten. Then you'll be like, are you serious? Because they'll say that is where they will find fulfillment. And in fact, they will say, I will even do that for free. I will teach those children for free because that I find joy in teaching children. Let us be very careful as we are choosing jobs. And I thank God I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this message in a young adult service. That as we are choosing jobs, as we are looking for places where to work, let, let us step into that space 
not thinking of how am I going to benefit? How am I going to, to promote myself in whatever way? How am I going to get rich here? How am I going to become powerful? But the question will be, how am I going to serve God and man in this place? We are not to choose jobs and conduct our works to fulfill ourselves and accrue power. For being called by God to do something is empowering enough. There's a quote there that says by Tim Keller, the question regarding our choice of work is no longer what will make me. The question must now be how with my existing abilities and opportunities can I be of greatest service to other people, knowing what I do of God's will and of human being or human need? Let us think. We are being encouraged to think, to look, to change our perspective. Because most of the time, reason why we are corrupt as a nation is because people are seeking to empower and empower and empower themselves. People are looking for shortcuts. The reason why we have so many people who have degrees and masters and they cannot, <laughs> they cannot perform a simple duty at their workplace is because they took a shortcut. And the reason why they took a shortcut is because they are seeking to to fasten the process of education so that they go outside there in the marketplace and work and they just realize that I, am st I still don't have the skills. The reason why some people or we are finding ourselves in betting and the government dealt with it. But the reason why people have found our understanding of work is corrupt. Because we think of work as money, 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 empowering myself. It's all about me, myself, and I. And now that I've not found a job, let me look for the most easiest way to get money, and that is betting. And even through that, we've wasted and we've become, we've not become stewards of God's resources. We've, we've wasted the money in betting. So God is calling us today, as I summarize to change how we think of work. That we have been called to serve. That that should be your first thing in your head as you're thinking of it. And the other thing is that God has blessed you and has gifted you and has empowered you with many gifts and talents. And maybe you are not cut out to be a doctor. Maybe you are not cut out to be a pastor. <laughs> Maybe you will not cut out for what you think he will give you power and money. But you have a skill. You have a gift. Have you ever walked in an office and every day that office is super clean and then one day you notice that that office in the morning is not clean? And then you get to hear that the person who cleans the office is not well. That person didn't show up today. And then you realize, no wonder. No wonder it's not as clean as the other. Because the person who has done it today 
has not done it like the other person. The other person does it with the, all their heart. That the cleaning of the, of the office being clean is a blessing to everyone who works there. To the place of even they appreciate that that person is around. To the place that they are concerned. Why are they sick? Where are they sick? How did they get sick? What can we do to ensure that they recover? Imagine as simple as cleaning the office. And so let us change our perspective. And may God help us as we go home or as we go back to our workplaces, as, we, as maybe you're there and you're thinking of a business or you're there, you're thinking of changing your place of work or whatever it is differently. And may we see work from God's perspective. Buona let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We ask the Lord you will help us to be able to discover what you have called us to do. God, you have gifted us. You have given, you have given us gifts and talents and abilities to do many things so that this world can be a better place and so that we can be a blessing to um, our fellow man. And so maybe we are here and we may not really know what we've been called to do. We may not really know the areas we've been gifted in. Help us, Lord, to discover. May you bring these things to our attention. And may you give us courage for those of us who know, but maybe we just, you just don't have the courage to step out. May you give us the courage. For those of us who have the courage but maybe they just need resources. May you bring those resources, oh God. May you provide. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we do pray and believe. Amen. God bless you.